Hey everybody, welcome back to the Theomatic Podcast, where we are making thematic making theology automatic. You asked if we needed a break. I'm like, no, I'm good. Now I'm like all gerbling my words. We're making talking correctly automatic. Yeah, boy, that was a total blunder. No, it's okay. We like it. We're going to keep that. We're not cutting that out. Keep it. We're trying to make good theology automatic. That's right. And what that means is we all face challenges in life, whether it's to do with the Bible or theology or just life. Mm-hmm. And how how do we face decisions and opportunities yeah. through the lens of God and like yeah. knowing what God would want us to do? Yeah. Having his word hidden in our heart, having a degree of theology be an automatic choice for us. So this is... That was a really good description. Oh, thank you. I was like looking for a point to jump in and add like a little salt and pepper, but I was like, that's really good. Well, that was a really good description of it. Thanks, buddy. So this is season four. Yeah. Um, and what we're doing this season is we're just taking people's questions. And by the way, I like that format a lot because I know you do. I, it's like really my jam. Yeah. You know, just to like, what are people thinking about? What do they really want to know? Friends, before the camera turned on, <laughs> Daniel just said, I am willing to take any question at any, any time. time. That's true. And so... I actually don't think I know the answer to any question, but I'm willing to talk about it and be wrong in front of anyone. And that is exactly the essence of this podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there that it's like, I'm here to teach you X. And so I'm going to answer this question. Just so you guys all know, when we're talking about answering questions, all we're really saying is we're fielding questions. Yeah, they're subject matters. We're we're going through the process of a conversation and then deciding whether we feel like we have a good enough resolve or we need to go back to either the scriptures or the heart of God in prayer to figure last episode of season three is a great example. Um, I kind of went into that. I didn't even know what we were going to tackle that episode. You You surprised me. And I kind of have still, I, I realized, I guess I didn't know what I thought I knew by the end of that. So go check out that episode if you want a mind bender. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of feedback about that. It's yeah. about demons. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it's about demons. I would say probably a, a lot of the episodes we've done, I feel like, oh yeah, on this subject, I'm expressing what I really think and that's what I think. A lot of them have been like, yeah, man, there's more to think about on that. And a lot of the questions that mm-hmm. I've gotten, it's like I don't know if I have an an answer, but that's how we live life is it's not always a yes or no it's yeah man we gotta work through something yeah 100 yeah. percent. so today's uh question i think will actually be more testimonial probably pretty easy for us but this came to us through instagram and so uh this was the question how has jesus changed your life mm. um so not necessarily a deep theological question but when it comes to who you are probably yeah, one of the such, deepest questions such a sincere question um, I want to answer. Is it okay if I go first? Yeah, please. Um, this is it. This I'll is try simple. to keep it brief. I am a talker, so I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to keep this to four minutes. Um, I would say my journey has been the way I remember the moment. I remember, like I can. I remember what the room smelled like, the moment that I understood that I was really free in Christ and loved with agape love. That wouldn't change no matter how dirty and ugly and awful I was. How old were you? I, I remember it so distinctly. I was 19 years old and I I was in my apartment. I'd lost almost everything. And I really remember uh, I was listening to a vineyard song, Lord Light the Fire Again. What? Oh, yeah. 100%. Lord Light the Fire Again. Oh, vineyard, um, baby. And I was reading through the book of Galatians. 
And so how has Jesus changed my life? I was a total Bible knowledge guy growing up and like wanted to know everything about the Bible. My goal was to have the Bible memorized. And then I met Jesus and I'm saying it that way on purpose. Yeah. Um, so how has Jesus so changed you knew religion? You knew Bible, you knew answers, but there came a point where you actually came to know the person of Jesus in relationship. Yeah. And I met him through his love for me. Does that make sense? Like I knew a whole lot about Jesus, uh, literally like for, for a 19 year old, I knew a heck ton about the bio. I could. And if you haven't figured Daniel out by now, he's (laughs) got a brain on him. I, I, I believe I commit myself to like wanting to know something. And it was through the book of Galatians. Do you remember what part specifically? Well, I was trying to memorize the whole book of Galatians. (laughs) So the whole thing. So, but but the general theme of like, dude, if you think this is about your X, Y, or yeah. Z religious act. You, yeah, you freaking missed yeah. oh, Christ. Foolish Gal- the first, the oh, oh, foolish Galatians who has bewitched you. You know, who, like the so. Jesus is like, oh, foolish Daniel. Hundred percent. Let me just pour my love on you. Hundred percent. Wake you up. Why have you turned so easily or swiftly or quickly uh, from all this freedom that you, you know when Paul was with them, he had shared with them to the yoke of slavery, comma which is the law. I mean, slave to sin, right? That's crazy, yeah, because the Bible talks about us being slaves uh-huh. to sin and yeah. the laws from God. But The yoke of slavery, which is the law. And like that verse, and then you go through all the way to chapter five and talk about freedom in Christ. I mean, Jesus just like showed up in my room and he was like, no matter what you do, you're my son. And I never felt that Were before. Were you going through a, a period of struggle or loss, breakup, that led to this or was it was it literally a standalone spiritual season that God was getting hold it was a standalone spiritual season I had gone through some loss before I I was in a relationship with a girl who had a child when I was 18 and it's a really weird thing yeah not your and child I thought no not my child she had had a child she was a wonderful human being and I thought for sure I was gonna marry her and when we were dating for like eight months um If you know me, I love to be a dad. Um, This little kid, and I don't want to say their name because of their identity, but so incredible. And I bonded with the kid. And so when, when I knew I had to end that relationship, it was like I was losing a kid. And so that had happened four months before this. And the reason I had to end the relationship is even though that, person that I was with, that gal that I was with wanted to be a Christian. There was so much damage and issues that she was working through that it was just really a painful relationship to be in all the time. And I had a great mentor in my life. His name is Steve Pleasant at the time. And he really spoke into my life, some hard truths. And the Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And people all over tell me what I wanted to hear. And like, oh, it'll work out. Like, you know, like you can't all... And it was so much guilt and what the right thing, like, oh, you can't abandon this kid and da, da, da. And Steve just asked a simple, simple, simple question. He's like, gut check, is this your wife? And I was like, no, like instantly. And he's like, then why another day? Why another day? If this isn't your wife and you know it, you need to serve Jesus only. And then that started. That's a a word for somebody. Yeah. It was really hard. 
And that was the season for the next four months. I started to serve Jesus only, but I did it in the old way that I would do things like, I'm going to learn about Jesus so hard. I've gone over my four minutes, but I'll wrap up with this. Um, So a season of loss had occurred and I committed myself to learning Jesus and knowing him. And then Jesus lovingly showed up and said, you kind of don't know anything until you know me. (laughs) And it was through his commitment to me that there was no sin I could commit that could separate me from him once I was in Christ. And understanding how radical his love is for me and that he'll go to the ends of the earth and there's neither height nor depth nor demons nor nothing can separate me from his love. Mm. And that wild pursuit of him to me that love transformed my life and transforms it still today. So how has he changed my life? When you get agape love, which is what humans are built to absorb and be in, and he is the only place you can get it in full. When you get to taste and see how good that is, it will change your life forever and you can never be the same. So that's how he's changed my life. You can't, there's nothing like it. There's nothing as good. Wow. As the love of Christ. Period. You should try it. <laughs> Taste and see that the Lord yeah. is good. Sorry. It is emotional. It was so super but I hope you can hear the joy. Like he's so good that he showed up to me there. Yeah. Wow. Changed the whole world. And now I have the best wife in the world and the most amazing kids. And and you know, like I'll just enjoy it while I get to have it. It's awesome. Wow. Give me, give me like two practical things that changed when you met Jesus in relationship like that. I got really a lot softer. Okay. Um, if you find that you're abrasive and angry, the Bible says in first John four, eight, you do not, if you don't have love in your heart, you don't know God for God is love. A real Christian is filled with the love of Christ for others and for themselves. Wow. So I got a lot softer. That was one major change that happened. I was kind of a total dirtbag, I think. Um, and the other thing was I started to heal in a real way. And I don't think that you can fully heal without Christ. So those are the two major things I saw. Wow. Yeah. I got softer and I started to really heal. I'm still healing, but yeah. it yeah, started yeah. then. Yeah. Man, that, I think that's an interesting word about the love in your heart, especially right now in culture. Yeah. Because there are there there is basically a, a war for truth mm-hmm. and we need to fight it. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a great tension between fighting a good battle for truth, but doing it in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of fight for truth, we die for it. Because when you fight, the other side's your enemy. And maybe the way that Christ did it was so perfect because he didn't fight us, he died for us. Hmm. And so maybe it's a situation where we go, we never give up the truth. We never, we never acquiesce. We never concede it. But you can beat us all day and try to take it and we just won't give it. Maybe it's that instead of an offensive, maybe it's just like a, a long suffering. I don't know. I don't know the answer. It's something I've been thinking about too. Yeah. Well, for me, um, this is, this is an interesting question that came through because I actually just had a similar conversation with somebody last week. I 
Um, sounds like I'm going to, I'm going to be on a different podcast soon. Oh, awesome. And this one's going to be, diff- I'm just learning this. Yeah. No, it's, no, not a full time, just one episode, Oh, but different. I'm than, still excited. Yeah. Different than <laughs> I've ever been on before. You know, I get asked to do podcasts yeah. from other faith people. This is a, uh, a really awesome guy who travels the world and he loves to have conversations with people. He loves to have, um, kind conversations but totally different is opinion. he an atheist he i or agnostic or something I, I i don't know exactly where he's at he said he grew up uh i think i could share this especially because i'm not using his name but he said he grew up christian but it doesn't sound like he's has a faith necessarily that he follows right now but he is gonna moderate or wants to do a podcast podcast where he's moderating a conversation between me as the faith guy and an atheist. That's so awesome. Yeah, specifically around the prompt of the James Webb space telescope, space and, the Big telescope Bang. and the new images. And yeah. The vastness of the galaxy and how that could lead somebody like me to faith and somebody like the other person to atheism. So I don't know. Anyway. I cannot look at like Dylan's like nodding. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll this is going to be amazing. You're going to do great, buddy. So I guess I said all that just to say... Don't get in your own head. When you're on that show, don't get in your own head. Okay. Dunamis. Okay. You know what that means, right? Yes. What does it mean? Tell tell everybody what dunamis means. It means power. Explosive power of the Holy Spirit. So you just are faithful to do the little work, the via, just the little work. God's going to show up and do the dunamis. Like, yeah. Like yeah you're yeah. James Webb freaking space telescope. Dude, you don't know anything about space telescopes. No, but I... Yeah, so I'm t- so tune excited. into that one, but that's not the point of this. I'm answering this question. Okay, well, the reason I brought that up is because I was refreshed in my own self now after having followed Jesus for over half my life, of of remembering exactly what it is that that Jesus did in me, and uh, I was reminded of that as I was sharing my testimony, and it it just showed you know it it's. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It reminds us how important it is your testimony and, and speaking out of your own mouth the truths that you've experienced. But so I was remind I reminded myself of it where we were talking about my faith and he's not necessarily a person of faith and and I said, you know, honestly for me, it doesn't matter at this point in my life what academic argument comes my way. There's definitely going to be things that people maybe will present that I don't know how to answer scientifically. But the problem is, not really a problem, but the problem for those arguments is I actually know God now. Mm. I, like you, grew up in church, you know, said that I believed in God. And I, I actually think that intellectually I did believe that Jesus existed and all those things died on the cross. I just didn't follow him. Mm-hmm. I believed in him. But I just didn't follow him. I wasn't really surrendered to him. He wasn't the king of my life, but I believe he existed. But when I was 18, I met Jesus in a real way and everything changed. And so I was reminded last week as I was telling this guy, um, I said, I, I know him. I know God now in such a real way that it would be like this. If somebody came to me and said, hey, we ran the tests. Here's this. Here's the science. Here's the results, bro. I know you think Jessica's real, but you're actually schizophrenic. You don't have a wife. 
she's in she's a figment of your imagination and here's the test result to prove it i would say i i actually know her so it doesn't matter really what your science tells me yeah i know her yeah and that's how i feel about god yeah there's there's some scientific papers that i don't know how to argue that with the science or or whatever there's subjects the problem is I actually know God. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the what beautiful argument. beautiful problem is. Yeah, the beautiful <laughs> problem. So so actually not a problem. Yeah. The anti-problem is yeah. I actually know him. Yeah. And the beauty of that is nobody can ever take that from me and nobody can take that from you. Um, Powerful. And so what I was telling him is when I actually got to know God, part of the evidence that I know him for me, not even to prove it to anybody else. Part of the evidence for me that I actually came to know God in a real way is that things that I would naturally be inclined to began to change and it mm. wasn't me working it up. Yes. It wasn't me making, because I knew what religion called for. I knew how to put a mask on and behave a certain way in church. Ooh, come on. But what you can't fake is when you know on the inside, no matter how you act on the outside, when you know that what you really want the is effort money, you had to put in what you, yeah. yeah, what you really want is money, mm-hmm. and what that's how that how money treats you on the inside. Mm-hmm. But then that actually genuinely changes in you, and you like want to give away money. You, you <laughs> and you know you're not faking it, so somebody else can see it. It's real in you. Yeah. Or you know how you feel about sex and wanting people and pornography and your debased mind and what you desire and then you know that something's changed in you Mm -hmm. and and what you want is actually purity and holiness come on when you know you're not being legalistic and you know that something real has changed just like you said Uh on the inside you know God is real. Yeah. And you know that only Jesus did it because it came from the outside in, yeah. not work, being worked up from some set of rules. On Yeah. And so what did Jesus change? Everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, of course he saved, I'm a sinner. He saved me and all of those things. But like he actually changed my life, my desires, my trajectory. I desired to serve people. Mm. I was, I was a, a jerk too, dude. I was a popular athlete, you know, all yeah. of that. And in, in schools, we all know how those, you know, typically, how typically people operate is like, it's all about ripping on everybody else, bashing everybody else, pushing everybody else down so you can feel great. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of a sudden everything changed and I, I started to care about the outcasts. I started to care about- What are these feelings? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> man, I have compassion for them. Like, dude, don't rip on that person. Yeah. Like, or whatever the subject yeah. is like stuff started changing and I knew I wasn't doing it because my yeah. mom or dad told me to, or my pastor, or I wanted to look some certain way in front of somebody. It's like, it was actually changing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Holy spirit's real. <laughs> yeah. And it was all flowing from relationship with a, with God, yeah. not rules or, or religion or legalism. Yeah. So it's, it reminds me of like all the effort we put in to being okay. And then all of a sudden, when the Holy Spirit starts to come and fill you up, like you're okay, you know, and, and for you, maybe the behavior didn't change a ton because you were doing a lot of the right things, but the effort well, to, to 
Go ahead. I yeah. think a lot of the be- behavior did change. I wasn't, I was doing a lot of the wrong things too. Mm-hmm. The behavior did change, but anybody can change behavior. Mm-hmm. If I offer you a, if I offer anybody out there, a sex addict, I give you a billion dollars yeah. to, to marry one person and they could do that. They'll figure they can it modify, out. They modify, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Anybody can modify behavior, mm-hmm. but you, you know, on the inside, if it's real or mm-hmm. the why or whatever, is it for the yeah. billion or is it for the whatever? Yeah. And so, yes, I guess just to clarify, some behaviors did change, but I knew on the inside, I wasn't working it up. Yeah. It was, it, the Bible calls it fruit. Yeah. Fruit is not, um, something that it's not a labor of the tree yeah, to it's generate not a labor. The fruit. I'm not, it's a result of the conditions. The result, tree is in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. So, so for you, it was a combination of understanding that fruit was growing on the tree without all the crazy effort to put on the mask and make it look like you had fruit. And then that, and you saw your motives were way different. And you were like, this fruit is in my life now. And the only thing I changed was knowing him. Yeah. That's super that's Pursuing powerful. Yeah, pers- and some people's change might be, they are a sex addict. They're a street person. They meet Jesus. And all of a sudden, those addictions that were binding them I know people, I think you know a couple people too, that like cold turkey overnight got healed when they met Jesus. So that's possible too. That's not my story or yours, but I know people like that. Yeah. I mean, I one of my good friends walked into our church on Easter high on heroin yep. and the Holy Spirit literally drained the high from him and filled him with that's his so presence. so legit. And he never touched it again. And, yeah. And now he's a pastor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> heroin. We know heroin. this person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, so, but what I, what I invite I found, them to come on and share their testimony at some we point. We should. What I found is that some struggles that I had, God delivered me from immediately. But other people I know, I know are real people of faith. They have a lifelong struggle with the same thing that I was healed from in a moment. That's so true. But I have other different struggles that are constant daily deaths to myself that I'm not going to say it's always going to be there because I don't think that's a good place for a believer to live is like, well, I'm always going to be a sinner. But for whatever reason, sometimes there's that crucible that we have to, yeah. And we have an example. Yeah. We have an example in the new Testament. You you know, which one I'm referring to the, the, the thorn, the thorn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of debate about what what it was. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's it's been a story that has ministered to me in times where I feel like I have asked for the Lord to take this from me. I have like pursued it, but for whatever reason, I'm still deal, dealing with it. And my advice to anyone in that is like, Jesus takes you as you are today. And the easiest way out of a bondage, a real sin that is like hardwired somewhere in your subconscious, this is prescriptive, okay? I'm being pretty prescriptive here. When you have no other help, you've tried what you believe to be everything, simply confess it to the Lord every day and just own it that it's a sin, which is why the world's approach of making everything okay is so detrimental Mm -hmm. because the Lord can't, the Lord delivers you and forgives you of sin. If, and that's why the Bible says where sin increases, grace hoopa abounds, super increases. What it means is if you minimize all the stuff in your life, like, Oh, it's okay. It's not sin. It's like, 
the grace can't swallow that up. You've got to, you've got to let it be ugly and put it before the Lord yeah. and be like, this is a real thing in my life and call it what it is. And when grace hoopa abounds and you're still loved being fully known, you will start to change and God can deliver you. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just encourage anybody listening that, that to have hope that God can heal you of things immediately. Yeah, that's right. But to also have hope that there are, that you're not broken if you're in a daily battle because we're called to take up our cross every day and every follow day. him. Powerful. So let's let's each take a few seconds and just do final thoughts. My final thoughts would be number one, I think taking inventory of your own life, fruit in your life is a good practice. And 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 number two, no matter what type of fruit you find or maybe you don't find there, pursue relationship with God. Mm. And not just religion, not just following the rules, but pursue his heart. And he, he really will change your life. My final thought is if you've never tried Jesus, but you've tried everything else and you're hopeless and you're still hungry, the Bible says, drink from me and you'll never thirst again. So you've had that inner thirst that's seeking for something, you know, there's something more and you've never tried Jesus. That's the solution. My second final thought is if you've tried Jesus before and you're like, God oh, didn't work impossible when you find the real jesus you never thirst again mm. so my encouragement is try it again try with an open heart and an open mind and don't focus on the rules and regulations focus on the relationship daily yeah that's my final thoughts and if you need help finding and walking on that journey then connect with us at thematicpodcast.com mm-hmm. and uh yeah there's we, no higher calling we that help we have you. to do than that So yeah, this is the thematic podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next episode. God bless you.